Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time in a church or a first time in a long time, and you might be feeling a little uneasy, I totally get it. All I want to say is relax, because you are surrounded by so many people that have so much in common. In life, we face the same struggles, we face the same issues and go through the same seasons. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming out tonight. And before I begin, I do want to say how much of a privilege it is to be standing in front of you uh, tonight and just talking of what God has put on my heart. And I do want to honor two people in the place actually would not be standing here if it weren't for them. And that is Pastor Ed and Pastor Gail. Thank you so much for wrapping me in your love, your support, and you have pushed me and my boundaries and just to the point where I could never have thought I'd be doing what I've been doing. So thank you so much. So you guys have picked a great night to come because as Beck and Cody said, we are in our second week of Momentum and we have an awesome lineup of people speaking. And I think it's a great time of year as well because as you, as you probably noticed, we are celebrating 30 years of City Church and we are looking forward to our Momentum and looking, but also looking forward to the future and our Momentum there. So I am so stoked to be able to be one of the speakers for Momentum. And if you were here last week, you heard an incredible message from Cody. Uh, He was speaking on the need to press on to maintain momentum. And as I reflected that, I took that away and I reflected it during my week. And I thought about the times in my life where I have had great momentum. And where there's been great momentum, there's been great passion. So my message tonight is called Great Passion, Great Momentum. And I think it ties in really well. If you were here last week, uh, it's get ready. So, and in saying that, in the areas where I've lacked passion, I've lacked momentum. So I think that really gave me an idea of what to really speak on tonight because I think it's a really uh, common and serious almost issue that we have in our lives. And And I'll go on a bit further, but my goal for the end of the night is for you to walk away more passionate and to give yourself momentum for the areas where you're already passionate. Or if you feel like you're lacking passion in any way, I want you to leave tonight with some ideas, with some ways that you can ignite your passion again. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you've got ways you can walk into your life, into all areas, and remain passionate. So tonight we're going to explore some ways to fire up our passion, we're going to learn how to use it to create momentum, and most importantly, we're going to learn how to protect our passion. And I'm so excited for the end of that. So we're actually going to look at something that Paul said tonight, tonight, he didn't say it tonight, we're going to be talking about it tonight, Paul says in uh, Colossians, so he's pretty much just talking about what values we should have in our lives. So first he addresses our husbands, then the wives, then the children. Then he goes on to the workers and the bosses, pretty much. And I think that we find this is the workers. And if you've got your Bibles with me, with you, flip or swipe, if you've got a mobile one, to chapter 3, verse 23. 
and it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. You know, I had this really weird idea of passion for years before I came across this verse. I thought passion was a wake up and feel in the moment, come and go, very short-lived emotion. I don't know, is that just me or sometimes that feels what passion is? And to come to it, the conclusion that I shouldn't wait for passion to come and hit me, but I need to create it. So I want you to imagine with me tonight, imagine it's a Monday morning. Things are going all types of wrong. You have just managed to get the kids in the car. You've managed to feed them something. You've grabbed your bag. You've had to run in and out about three times to get your stuff ready. You're finally all in the car. You've got everything going. You press the button for the garage door, and it's going slow and slow and slow, and you think it has never gone this slow before in my life. It finally goes up. You turn the ignition, and nothing. And you keep turning that thing to try and get the engine to come and roar to life. See, the, the point is, is that we don't sit there, turn it once, and then call ROCQ. We keep turning that, don't we, about 8, 10, 12 times, just in hopes that the car will come to life. And in that, tonight, with passion, we need to turn the key, and we need to keep reigniting it. So my first thing tonight is ignite your passion and keep reigniting it. You know, I've got a story I want to share with you. You probably laugh at that. I hope we can relate at some point of me running on short-lived passion. Now, if you know me for crafts, I don't care if I have no experience. I will give it my go. I'll probably put all of my bank account money, all of my spendings to buy the supplies I need. And this one time, I, uh, I followed the Pinterest trail. I don't know if, if you don't know what Pinterest is, it's a platform of photos of crafts. And if you click on a craft, then it gives you about 16 others that relate to that. So I just kept following the clicks. And I wound up in the deep, dark hole of Pinterest. And I wound up at a sequence craft. I don't know what a sequence craft is, but I found it. And what it pretty much is, is like a, a foam Christmas bauble and beads and sequences. And it makes a, a really cool design. I'm like, I could do that. And I became so passionate in about one afternoon. After this story, I did have a 24-hour limit before I went and bought anything. But I, did, I had to learn the hard way. So once I got really excited, I, rate, I think I cancelled my plans with someone as well. And I ran to the closest craft store. And I spent about 30, 40 minutes just up and down the aisles looking at all the different colours and the different beads and the pins. And see, some guys are just glazing over right now. Look, it's exciting. It's like you in Bunnings, okay? And so I'm, I've got all my stuff and I, I didn't even check the price. And I went to $3, please. I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. So swipe. I'll tell Cody about this later. <laughs> So I get home and I lay it all out and I'm getting really excited. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm like, how hard could it be? So I'm, I'm pinning and everything's going great. And then all of a sudden the, the beads start falling apart. The pins are falling out. There's sequences all over the floor. I am so frustrated. I'm like, I thought I was going to be the best photo on Pinterest. What happened? So I ended up packing it all away. I cleaned up my mess 
And to this day, in my craft box, it's about three boxes down, it has been untouched and it is gathering dust. So if anyone wants a sequence art box full of all the me, <laughs> maybe you can relate. Maybe not in the craft style, but maybe you've experienced that short-lived passion. Maybe you've woken up one morning with, all right, this is the morning. I'm going to start my exercise. I'm going to start my healthy eating. Maybe you've woken up and you're like, okay, I'm going to be the first person to work today. I'm going to be the passionate one at work. Maybe you wanted to wake up early to make your family breakfast. Maybe after a long day, you're like, I'm going to do something really special for my spouse. Maybe you're meeting up with a friend and you think, all right, this is the moment I'm going to invite them to church. Maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm going to join one of the teams here and serve at church. Join our prayer meetings at 9 a.m. But something happens. You miss your alarm, so you miss out on that workout. There's unexpected traffic, so you actually wind up late for work. Maybe the kids woke up cranky and you don't want to feed them anything that morning. Maybe your spouse had a really difficult day and they've taken it out on you. Maybe you consider all the commitments that you've already got and you think, I just can't handle even serving on a team right now. Maybe you find out that the prayer meeting's an hour before the service starts and you're like, I cannot do that that early. No one wants to see me an hour earlier on a Sunday. But something happens and, it f- and this is where I got my answer. So in verse 23, the answer is the first two words, work willingly at whatever you do, as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. So every day, we've got a couple of choices. We can either work, we can work reluctantly, or we can work willingly. We can either serve, we can serve reluctantly, or we can serve willingly. We could love, we could love reluctantly, or we could love willingly. Maybe you're lucky. Maybe you wake up with that passion and that gets you a month. But for the rest of us, we need to be consciously passionate. We need to ignite our passion and keep reigniting it. We need to turn on the key and keep turning that key. What could your momentum look like if you were consistently passionate? What could your momentum look like if you were consistently passionate? You might be thinking, that sounds awesome, Michaela. I would love to live a passionate life 24-7. I could even imagine my dream of actually reaching and getting my momentum started, but how do I even do it? How do I, how do I even start? Find our answer there. Work willingly at whatever you do, as if you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So that verse encourages me and tells me that there is no exclusions to that rule. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your beliefs. It doesn't matter where you come from, what season you're in, or what struggles you're facing. There are no expectations of you needing to be a five-year Christian or a five-minute Christian, because you can use your role to be passionate for momentum. Any role can be used for passionate momentum. I want you to think of your own passion. If you can't think of a passion, think of a role that you have. Maybe you're a wife. Maybe you're a grandparent. 
Maybe you're a student. Maybe you're a son or you're a daughter. Maybe you're a church attendee or maybe you're a greeter at the door. I want you to think of your role or passion. Then I want you to look to the screen because you're going to see a blank space in that verse where it says, work willingly at being a wife. Work willingly at being a student. Work willingly at serving the Lord rather than for people. You know, when I was exploring the how to be passionate, I actually started thinking of what passion looks like. And I don't know if you guys watch TV much. I don't usually. There's two channels I flick to, the cooking show and the infomercial channel. I don't know. I just love it. Cody's like, why do you watch this? You're never going to cook that and you're never going to buy that ladder. It's just because of how passionate they are. Have you ever seen, maybe you don't actually go specifically to the channels, but you've all seen the buy one, get one free. And they don't just pick any random Joe. They pick the ones that are living as if their life depended on this. Make you believe that you need this ladder. And sometimes like, maybe I do need this ladder. I don't need this ladder. <laughs> but they are just so on fire. They live and they breathe it. Even the, the chefs at the cooking show, they do everything they can to make you just mouth the water. I'm like, I don't even like salmon, but this is just so good. And they just want to make you jump in and join the show. And that's what I think, the best example on TV, that that's what passion looks like. And that's the reason I flick to those shows, because I just tend to get a bit more passionate. I don't know what I'm going to do with a ladder, but maybe I'm passionate to walk into a kitchen and, and do something for my husband for once. But <laughs> uh, Backstory, I poisoned Cody and I the first four, four times in the first year of marriage, so... <laughs> you know, what it looks like, what passion looks like. They go above what is expected. They go above what they need to do. In those shows, in those infomercials, they could just read out the features of the ladder or they could just read out the ingredients and do a tutorial. But they go above what is expected. And I think that's a great definition of, am I passionate in my life? Where am I most passionate? Am I going above of what is expected for me so I can be hurled into my momentum. <clears throat> How I remain passionate in areas of my life, whether it be serving a, a wife or a, a child or a mother, is I take my time. I take moments to reflect. I take moments and I get to look around and see who I can influence in that moment. I know I can influence my son. I can influence my family. I can influence my other mums. You need to take time to reflect on, on where God has you in that moment because it's not a mistake. Because like we said before, any role can be used passionately for momentum. You know, we have, when I drop Cody off to work, we have worship in the car. Just to set that day, just to more of passion. I try and surround myself with passionate people because who knows, it rubs off real quick. What could your momentum look like if you were consistently and actively passionate? Then it comes to probably my favorite part of the night, and it's talking about protecting your passion. Now, going back to the car scenario, even if it wasn't a, a flat battery, maybe it was running out of fuel, 
Maybe it was the oil got too low or the tire was flat. We don't just hope when the RACQ guy comes and fixes it. We do anything, all, all that we can do to make sure that doesn't happen on our watch. It's okay for mistakes, but you want to make sure that you're watching the fuel gauge. You want to make sure you're filling up and making sure your tires are, are nice and full. If you have no idea about oil, like me, you just get your husband to do it because <laughs> I don't know where really it is. So I actually, <laughs> I actually had to ask. I was um, driving, I was filling up the fuel once, and I, I pulled the wrong lever and the, the bonnet popped open. I, I got out, I just stood there. I just didn't know how to, how to sh- I just like closing it. We got a big ute. Apparently there's a little switch. I was just <laughs> like a little girl waiting for a man to come. I'm like, excuse me, I've accidentally popped my boot. And he's like, are you allowed to drive this? And he's like, all right, love. So it's just, I'm, I'm like, I will never learn this. So can you just do it so I can get out of here? So, back to my point. <clears throat> we do anything we can to stop it from happening again. You know, and one of the things we need to protect our passion from, this might be a little bit hard to hear, but it's actually from ourselves. Because there is nothing more dangerous than doubt and pride to kill momentum and passion. Just to make us a little bit more comfortable, I've got another story. That, so we'll see how, see how that goes. And one of my passions is to be a wife that Cody looks forward to coming home to. And this story, this story happened oh, a while ago. Henry was only about two months old. And I was not handling it well at all. Cody was back to work. And the moment he got in the car of being picked up, he had a crime baby. He had a crime wife. And I'm like, you poor thing, but I've had the worst day. It really wasn't. Henry only started crying about an hour ago. I'm like, I'm just so bad. And I cried all afternoon and I cried all night. So Cody's like, all right, like, just go to bed. I'll look after Henry. So I went to bed to the smell of bacon and eggs. And anyone knows me, I love food. That's the way you get to my heart. So I, I walked downstairs and He's already got Henry sorted and he's cooked bacon and eggs and he pulls out the guitar and he sings this song about, oh, if I start talking about it, I'll probably cry, but about how I'm the best mum in the world and he even planned um, a time in the day where he'd take Henry down to the river and so I could just have that time alone. And and he came back and as he was walking, he met a 90-year-old man uh, who gave him two pieces of advice and he thought, this is awesome, like, I need to tell Michaela this. This is so valuable. And one of the pieces of advice, the first one was nothing. And the second one was be easy about anything. So Katie came home and he told me, he's like, isn't this great? In my mind, what I heard was my wife needs to hear that. You can tell how that went. In my mind, my response was, what is he talking about? I am so easygoing. I laugh at all of his stupid jokes. I'm the one listening all the time. How could he think? I'm so easy. I never yell. He is so lucky to have me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, doubt, pride, and offense can stop momentum in its tracks. And it can kill passion. 
work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. The last time I checked, we're all people. We're all people. What could your momentum look like if you were actively and consistently passionate? The second half of, of this, of obviously from others, has anyone been at the receiving end of a comment of, just you wait? Just you wait. Any parents in this place? <laughs> yeah. We've had, you know, it, and oh, that comment just comes at the best of times, doesn't it? When you've ignited your passion, you've reignited it, and you share whatever is on your heart, and you're like, yeah, I'm so excited for this. Just you wait. When we were pregnant with Henry, if you don't know the story, we, um, we were told that it was going to be quite difficult for us to have Henry. So when we fell pregnant with him, we were so excited, everyone. And you would have no idea how many times people said, just you wait. Just you wait till he's born. Just you wait for those sleepless nights. Just you wait till he starts crawling. I'm sure that even if you're not a parent in this place, you've experienced that. Maybe you've found a new place and maybe the rent's a bit higher than it used to be. Just you wait till you run out of money. Maybe you just got into a new course at uni. Just you wait till the study load hits you. Maybe you've joined a, a team to serve a church. Just you wait till they do. Maybe you're believing something for prayer. You're stepping out in faith. Just you wait till the answer doesn't come. It, that, that comment's purpose is simply to stop momentum and diffuse passion. And I sat on this comment for, for ages because there's, a, there's another half of that comment I almost missed. What would it look like if those words came out of the mouth of God? What would happen instead of the, the mouth of people, it came out of the mouth of God? said in that moment, just you wait. Just you wait. Just, to, just you wait till he's born. Just you wait to what you can do with that new house. Just you wait to what the people you can influence in your uni. Just you wait till you, what you see during serving. Just you wait till you get that miraculous answer and no one else can explain it. Just you wait. What could your momentum look like if you were consistently and actively passionate? Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.